Hello everybody, it's David Elsie here with Lee Tomlin back for Mindset to Therapist Talking Therapy. Hello, it's been a while. Uh, it's great to be back. Hi Lee. Hi David, it's really great to be back. It's been a while, yeah. In the wilderness. <laughs> How are you? In the wilderness, very, yes. very busy. Yes, mm. very busy times. Yeah. Unprecedented, strange, busy times. How is it? What's the uh, status in in London like at the moment? Um, we're still a bit messy, you know. We're um, I think we're all still reeling a bit, and um, we're now at our first stage of opening up from lockdown, which means um, you can have six people in your garden. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, um, that's that's all. So no one in the house, um, and. That's and all our shops have opened again. So non non essential shops have opened, hairdressers, things like that. Um, yeah, that happened on the 29th, okay. uh, twenty no, twenty uh, first or something. Okay. Yeah, a few days ago. Oh, that's interesting. Is your garden big enough for six people, Lee? <laughs> Not really, actually. No, David. <laughs> we had two people the other week, just when it happened. Yeah. Um, and that was really lovely. Yeah. So my daughter and her partner, and um, it was yeah, it was really nice just to sit. It's so amazing that just the ability to just sit and relax yeah. and talk, Beautiful. you know, and and yeah, still can't touch each other, but we can we can sit and chat and relax and and eat, and it was very nice. Okay. Yeah, we had a lovely lunch. So does that mean your anxiety lessens? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, actually saying that it's interesting because I think there's a bit of an ebb and a flow in that. Mm. You know, there's actually some anxiety that rises around the idea of of, of things changing, and um, I think for some people, probably really high anxiety at the moment because because of the change and and you know, people who have quite enjoyed being at home and not having to deal with people um, suddenly can go out again. Mm. And then you've got people who are very nervous about about the disease and, um, you know, the idea of going into shops and things really brings a lot of anxiety up. Sure. But I think, yeah, I think there's also an element of, you know, whew, finally we can have a bit more freedom and and get out and about. Good. But, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird, bit I weird. have to say. And have you seen an yeah. increase in, in number of clients and, and inquiries for your work? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And and um, I need just to talk a lot of them, mm. <laughs> you know, just just to be able to put it out there and get it out of their heads a little bit. Um, and also a need maybe for me to remind them of what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, because, you know, a whole lot of maybe a whole lot of uh, control element is coming into their life or you know this sudden need to yeah know know everything and and feel like they're in control and so I, I might remind them you know what's going on and how that's impacting all of us and and then they're a bit like oh yeah I guess so okay yeah. so are you is that like um, reminding them that it's not necessarily the COVID that's the issue it's it's the triggering of some old stuff for them. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. So maybe needing to, to sort of, yeah, for some people really going deep now, actually, mm. because at a time maybe in the past where, where this, this, um, 
sense of needing control wasn't so strong, it didn't bring up other issues, yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is interesting. You could almost call that a silver lining, couldn't you? Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Mm. You know, as we know, within crisis, often there's there's big change, isn't there? So um, I think that's what's going on a little bit for some people. Yeah, that's great. Okay. And an, another another tool that people can use in this situation is meditation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's something that I use a lot, I guess, within my work. I use mindfulness a lot. Um, and then, you know, that's obviously taken, the idea of mindfulness is taken from the aspect of meditation, really, of bringing the mind into focus and uh, quietening it and using the breath. Um, so, yeah, I think meditation is... I'm hearing a lot more of people meditating, which is interesting and great. Yes, it is, and um, that's our topic for today, by the way, isn't it, Lee? It is, yeah. it is. I'm very excited, yeah. actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it is It is the standard tool for, for um, general well-being and mindfulness and yeah. daily rituals. It's always included. Yeah. And there's Absolutely. many different types of meditation... There's many different uh, intentions and uh, uh, yeah. with meditation, and uh, yeah. g- generally it's it's there to bring us back to the present, I guess. Mm, mm. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And something that I was wanting to talk about a bit today, maybe, was um, if we thought that it was therapy. Okay. Um, and and how we thought it might be therapy in a sense, you know mm. how it might. Mm. Well, I've got I've got a, I've got a view on that. Mm. Uh, yes, I think it's therapy in the respect of its ability to affect neural pathway change in in brain activity. Yeah. Repetition yeah. and practice of a state of mind, or or uh, meditating on an intention or a mantra mm. has been proven to affect um, behavioural, attitudinal change. So that's the way. Absolutely. That's where I think it's therapy. Yeah. Mm. 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 Actually, changing the brain yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, I I think I've actually had an experience of that. Um, through through meditation and and I think that's something that um, yeah in a way it was life changing and in that way I see it as therapy in the sense that you know I think therapy can be life changing and so um, anything else that is gives you that opportunity to really change the way that you can live your life in a sense is therapeutic um, if it's for the better obviously absolutely <laughs> is and. Yeah. And the basics of change is changing who you are being rather than what you need to do. Because if you change who you mm. are being, the do follows naturally. And it's becoming more and more popular with lots of apps and also with um, uh, modern uh, well-being techniques such that, yes. that people like Joe Dispenza... Um, uh, advocate and also in the quantum ca- counseling that I'm doing, there's there's yeah. different types of um, practices. And, yeah, absolutely. And um, 
Yeah, but there's also lots of old tradi- traditional meditations that are, that are beautifully effective as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. And I think the great thing that Joe Dispenza has done has really brought it into the science mm. um, field, you know, and uh, and also quantum physics has helped that, and all of all of those sort of areas that are really um, looking into the depth of it. I mean, I, I mean, you know, obviously in the ancient times there was great great depth there as well, and it, it's always been that way. Um, but I think, it, I guess I've always find it interesting, this idea that we have to scientifically prove everything because I'm a bit of a feelings person, I think. Mm. You know, I, I, I work more on experiential, um, I guess I'm one of those people that works on experiential experiences. And so sci- I think science is very important, obviously. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, in any way not saying science is important, but I just think it's interesting, you know, I, I don't know, I was thinking last night before um, coming on today that, like, I grew up in, in Ibiza, which was always quite in the 60s, and, and when I was young in the 70s and 80s, it was pretty wacky, you know, and there's a lot of kind of experiential stuff going on. Um, I luckily lived right out in the country, so <laughs> I was away from a lot of the wacky stuff. Um, but, you know, I was exposed to it through friends and families, and, um, and there was a lot of meditating going on. I mean, back then it was considered pretty wacky, mm, you know, mm. like a bit just just sort of quite sort of weird hippie people did it. Mm. Um, and like so many things, when they become sort of fashionable and uh, then they get studied and then they get taken seriously. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened for meditation. Um, and I'm really pleased about that because like yoga, you know, um, Suddenly, people are talking about chakras and, and um, you know, all those kind of things, which are so important. Um, yeah. Very, very true. And if I was to simply, if you're a novice at meditation or haven't tried it yet, um, if I was to simply put it to you out there, that um, at the very least, meditation can be something to calm you down and prepare you for the day, almost like putting on emotional armour. I mean, that's how I like to put it. That's nice. And I remember reading the Dalai Lama's, uh, one of Dalai Lama's books, and he, he calls meditation personal, uh, uh, sorry, compassionate wisdom. Yeah, So, so that's the, the self-compassion. And apparently, yeah. apparently he meditates from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. to prepare for his day. Wow. That's real dedication, isn't it? Yes, and um, yes, and he would be meditating in a in the uh, classic Gautama Buddha meditation. The, mm. the I, I hear maybe the original meditation, uh, as taught by uh, it's a, a, a vipassana technique, vipassana, vipassana mm-hmm. technique. Mm-hmm. That it's a it's a technique that you and I both have practiced, and you and I have both have uh, experienced. The ten-day silent vipassana retreat. Yeah, yeah. I'd, that crazy thing we did. Crazy, crazy <laughs> thing we did in, in an attempt to. For me, it was an attempt to, um, you know, get some balance and grounding in my life at the time. I did it fourteen years ago, I think now. Oh, yeah, you know, something me like too. That. And well, I did it a bit earlier, mm, but yeah. Um, yeah, same reason. So just to, to just to let people know what it is. So vipassana technique is. A Buddhist, a Buddhist 
uh, meditation technique. Yeah. Uh, designed to deal with attachment and aversion, the two suffering parts of, of our lives. Yeah, the craving. And, yeah. the, and the cravings. Um, yeah. And these, these teachings, just the logistics of this. So in most, I know in Australia and America and, and in Southeast Asia, there's, almost, there's a Vipassana uh, teaching or centres in India, of course, mm. Mm. that you can go to just and experience the 10-day retreat. That's what you have to do to start uh, yeah. via donation only, on the donation yes. basis only. So it's a beautiful, giving, generous um, really opportunity for, for life change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Lee, yeah, tell us about your experience. Okay, I've, I've, I've also, I've got a really nice quote about Vipassana, mm. which I thought might be handy. So I'll, I'll read that out. Mm. So it's, um, Vipassana meditation is an ongoing creative purification process. Observation of the moment-to-moment -moment experience cleanses the mental layers one after another, which was said by Amit Ray, um, who, the quote is from An Integral Lifestyle. And I just think that kind of sums it up, really. That certainly does. That cleansing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my experience was 20, 2000, 2020. Um, so 2020. 2000. 2000. 2000. <laughs> Sorry, it's early here. It's early here. <laughs> I know. It's 7.20 a.m., isn't it? 7.20 a.m. there now. It is. Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah. Just to clarify. <laughs> okay, start again. Mm. Right. In 2000, I did mine. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I think I probably wasn't in a great place then. I was struggling a bit um, emotionally and, and physically. I had a thyroid problem, which I just decided to treat homeopathically um, because the thyroxine wasn't helping. Um, and I'd been on thyroxine for five years and it wasn't helping. And so coming off it, I was pretty sick, um, with the support of a homeopath and I was looking for a way I, and I'd always wanted to meditate as well. I'd always wanted, I tried since I was young, you know, I'd seen it happening and thought, oh, I'll do that. You know, it's kind of cool, kind of weird. Um, and, um, it was just so hard. It was so hard, you know, and someone said to me I think it was my homeopath actually said you know why don't you do this for passion I've just done it it's pretty amazing so I went to Queensland to do it from WA from West Australia um, which actually was a really good thing to do because on day three as you probably remember I was ready to run and jump the fences and run home I, I'd had enough um, you know so I couldn't which was a good thing it also was a really beautiful center um, facing the Glasshouse Mountains, um, and sitting around with kangaroos, and you know it was really amazing experience. So, um, and that also helped the experience because it is all about learning the experience of change, constant change. And every time I came out of it was spring, and every time I came out of um, meditation, there'd be a kangaroo there, or there'd be, you know, a, a snake would go by, or um, it would be raining, or you know, it was just it was very lovely. Um, um, so yeah, that was my first experience 
um, and then I've gone on from there to do another four, um, two in WA in Perth. In the, I was sort of quite involved in helping build the new centre, not physically built, well, a bit of physically building it actually. Um, but, but Is that yeah, the one at Brookton? Involved. Yeah, mm. down in Brookton. Mm. Back in the day when it was, and it was, it was very tough because the land was not great and it was hot and you know we were trying to plant things and it was all dying and yeah it was interesting mm. though and it was a real community which was nice mm. and that's what you get I think after you experience mm. passion mm. there's a sense of connection. So tell me what, it, um, what a normal day looked like. Okay so a normal day is uh, pretty grueling actually it's um it, you're within a very structured system which you you get told about when you first arrive and that's um a gong goes off at 4 a.m. Um, and you are asked and expected to get up. You don't have to, but the suggestion is that it's the best thing to do is get up and go to the call and meditate. Um, and that's, I think, until um, 7, I think. And then, um, so so you you go into the hall on your own at that point and you just meditate. So you can go in for an hour, then go for a walk. You know, you're kind of free to do what you like, really. But obviously, this is all within silence, um, which is kind of agreed on at the beginning. And you can't, you're not allowed to look at anyone either, are you? No, yeah. you need to keep your eyes down. His yeah, eyes and I mean, that's, mm. yeah, and that's really important, I think, because um, I had an experience where on, or one day I got upset and I'd met a, a young a, a young woman on the first day when we could talk and um, we caught each other's eye and she started to sort of say, are you, you know, the natural reaction is, are you okay? And so I just immediately put my eyes down because I was serious on that first one. I wanted to really go deep and, and just walked away, which was really hard, you know, because the natural in, inclination is to make, you know, connect. Mm. Um and so the eyes down is really important, yeah. Because if you make eye contact, you're going to want to talk. It's just natural. Um, so, yeah, so eyes down um, and going in as well. It's about going in, isn't it, you know, and, and focusing within. Um, the more we're looking around, the more we're getting distracted as well. You know, there's quite a lot of, there's a lot of thought put into mm, it, I think, mm. that we maybe don't think about. Um and yeah, so then I think you get, I should have looked at the actual um, schedule, but I think you get two or three hours for breakfast, um, which is a time when you can have a shower, you get a, an amazing breakfast. Um, so usually uh, you don't get lunch. I think even on your first retreat, you only get a large breakfast. And it's all vegetarian, by the way. Or you get yeah. lunch. You get lunch, yeah. actually. Yes, all vegetarian yeah. and all all made by people who have done a 10-day mm. retreat. Mm. So they're all um, volunteers, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, which which is lovely. Yeah, it's all made with love and kindness is the idea. And for us, sorry to interrupt again, but just for us yeah. meat eaters, it's made in such a way, as you vegetarians know, that... Uh, that some of it actually tastes like meat. <laughs> Cause, yes, cause it, it's very well it's done. it's very yeah. well made and, and it, the taste is yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's all very well thought out, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then um, then every sort of, every time it's time to meditate, the gong goes, you go back to the hall. And, and also what's interesting is that you're separated as men and women. So um, the centres are generally cut in half by a, a division and the men are on one side where they sleep eat 
and meditate and the women are on the other side and the only time you see each other is when you come into the hall on the side each and men sit on the left and the women sit on the right and you usually have a male teacher with the men and a female teacher with the women uh, but yeah generally or sometimes you just have one teacher um, depends um, and then um, that that day goes on until basically until eight o'clock so there's a one-hour meditation um, from lunchtime all the time the gong goes after an hour you get up you go out you go for a walk you come back it's usually I think a half an hour break um, and then at eight o'clock is what they call a discourse which is um, Goenka who was the um, founder I think yes yep um, yeah um, who, who passed away last year okay I didn't um, know that yeah, last year or the year before. Mm. Recently, mm. recently mm. passed away, sadly. Um, and um, he does a discourse for an hour at 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock to finish the day off, which is generally... Which is basically um, on TV, a, a tape, well, a, a video yeah. on TV. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you're watching telly, which is kind of bizarre mm. when you've been in silence mm. all day. Mm. <laughs> and it's usually quite um, heightened energy because... Mm. Um, He's, he's basically going through what your experience was on that day mm. because it's very human. Mm. It's very um, collective mm. in a sense, the experience, isn't it? Mm. Most people, and, and, and then people laugh because mm. it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's mm. how I felt, mm. you know. Um, because generally we're all going through a pretty similar experience, although also a very different internal mm. experience. Mm. So it's very interesting, yeah. And then you go to bed, basically, because you're absolutely exhausted yeah, after sitting there for nine hours a day, yeah, yeah. meditating. Um, and people think, oh, that, that would be easy, you know. And I think there are people that come to the retreats thinking they're going to have a bit of a holiday. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, yeah. Fric- it's not easy. No. I'd like to yeah. add my little anecdote to, to it. Um, yeah, I think... Like you, the third day was the was the threshold. That was the should I stay or should I go? Yeah. And it's it's a tough it's it's a tough twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, my experience was pretty much a breakdown and lots of tears and obviously there was a lot of stuff that was I was holding in at the time and all the silence and and introspection uh, eroded the. Uh, the suppression and yeah. and um but it was funny I remember the first day sitting there yeah i'm worrying about my back is my back going to last you know um yeah. my my peripheral vision kind of trying to see people when but not and yeah. then, you know you're all conscious of that and that yeah. that kind of disappears after a few days it's not important anymore but it's amazing how attached i was to kind of you know, our normal way of being and people and groups and connections and who's that and what's going on and, you know, and th- yeah. that becomes less and less interesting and that's all the attachment, totally. and, attachment and aversion stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember the vivid dreams early on and mm. that would be indicative of big unconscious movement. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just the, the funny thoughts. But I, I thought it would be a good idea for you to kind of uh, take us through a little mini version of, of the process. Would you be up for that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I just wanted to throw something else in mm. to, 
and what we, that we forgot, which was that actually you have nothing to do either. <laughs> so you have no phone, no books, no paper to write with, no pens. Um, and the expectation is you meditate and that's it. And that is really intense. And it, what, yeah. what, it ended up being, what, nine hours a day we were meditating, something like that? Alone, yeah. either in our room yeah. or in the hall? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. And in the end, it was relatively easy. The ninth, seventh, eighth, ninth, ten, ninth, eighth, ninth, tenth day, mm. I don't know whether that's because you knew you were coming to an end, but it was definitely practiced. And I don't know. I think it's practice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, I think what's interesting as well to say is that you, 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 you begin the practice with something called anapana, mm. which is what we'll do in a minute. Mm. And then you go on to do vipassana, mm. which, you know, I didn't, I didn't kind of know that when I went to my first retreat. And I was kind of, oh, what? So day four, you know, they're talking about, oh, day four, we'll do vipassana. And I was thinking, well, what is that? What, why? What? Mm. You know? So basically, for three days, you're practicing, focusing on your breath. Mm. And then on the fourth day, it's kind of weird. They, they shut all the doors <laughs> and you're told not to leave the hall and it all gets very serious. Mm. And we go into practice Vipassana, mm. which is taking the breath from, from under the nose and from the nose area to the top of the head and we go into sensation. Mm. And then we begin to just observe sensation. And I think that's when, for me, certainly, I just kind of went boom, straight there, you know, like right into that that sort of real focus mm. um because and that's the technique you know that's that's why it's so powerful is because you you learn that the sensation <laughs> because sensation is something we tend to ignore um and that's where the learning comes you know we we, we don't listen to our bodies very much in this busy world very very good point and so if you're out there listening and you have an opportunity to join us for this little Vipassana practice that, that Lee's going to guide, um, tell, forgive me if I, I remember correctly, Lee, we, it's generally suggested to be sit cross-legged, straight back, um, do what you will with your hands. You can, you can, yep. you can do the, the, you know, the touching the fingers or just have the palms facing upwards. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Um, you you yeah. have a slight Buddha smile. You smile. The organs smile. Mm -hmm. So mm. that's the preparation, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. The upright spine. Mm. Um, you know, the idea is then that the energy can flow nicely. Mm. Um, but of course, you know, there are people that come on the retreat of all different ages. Mm. Um, these days, a lot of young people, which is fantastic. Mm. But um, there, the, you know, there are some people who can't sit up, yeah. um, who maybe have health problems, arthritis, whatever, mm. um, and they can lay down, yeah. and they will, they will, um, they will support you in that. Um, or you can have a chair, or mm. you can sit against the wall, or whatever. Mm. But the prefer preferable way mm. um, to meditate is yeah, upright cross-legged and um, yeah, hands wherever are comfortable really mm. um, and everybody finds I think everybody finds their way um, along the way yeah okay. that sort of feels good beautiful okay so um, if, if you're out there and you've got an opportunity set up yourself for this 
guidance by Lee and what we'll only spend what four three or four minutes doing this just a bit of anapana yeah. and a bit of yeah, we'll just give an idea. Bit of body scan yeah okay let's let's yeah. go ahead let's do this I'm going to keep it very simple no technical language <laughs> all right so um, yeah as David said find your position cross-legged upright spine and just really bringing yourself into wherever you are, if you're in a room or if you're sitting on your bed, wherever you might be, and bringing your attention to the breath is the first stage. So noticing your breath, just being aware of it, whether it's, whether it's kind of slightly heightened, whether it's shallow, and just bringing that awareness in slightly sharper to the breath and within the practice sometimes they talk about noticing the breath on the upper lip and sometimes you might need to breathe slightly harder to do that if it's hard to feel the breath so just really trying to settle into the breath making the breath the attention rather than the busyness of the mind which is which is not easy so just continually bringing the attention back to the breath noticing it on the upper lip noticing the breath coming in and going out and noticing noticing the mind how busy it gets how it really wants to go off. So again, coming back to the breath. Really bringing the attention, almost fine-tuning it, pinpointing it to that area on the upper lip, below the nostrils. And just staying with the awareness there, feeling the breath like an ebb and a flow, coming into the body and going out. And the idea is that the breath is like an anchor. When the mind wants to go off, coming back to the breath like the anchor. Noticing, noticing when the mind goes off and bring the attention back. As the breath comes in and goes out. Again, coming back to how the breath is, how it's presenting. Is it deep? Is it shallow? And the idea is to slowly bring the breath to a nice circular rhythm. Just not fast, not very slow, just coming in and going out. Good. Just keeping that attention on the breath as much as you can. Doing the best you can. As I say, it's not always easy when the mind's busy. Again, if you need to blow slightly harder through the nostrils just to focus that 
tension again, noticing the hairs on the upper lip as you breathe out. Just bringing the attention back to the breath. And then within Vipassana, after three days of practice, <laughs> of just noticing the breath, we go into the day of Vipassana where we begin to notice the sensation on the body. And we begin by coming to the top of the head. So bring your attention now in your mind's eye to the top of the head. And see if you can notice any sensation at all. Any kind of feeling. See if you can notice if it's not feeling anything or if there is a feeling there, if there's a tingling or it might get itchy. Often <laughs> all these sensations come up that are distractions really. So just stay with that. Try not to scratch. Just stay with the attention on the upper part of the head. the center of the head and see how that feels. Notice that area, really, really hone in, almost like shining a light there. See if you can feel any sensation. If you can't, that's totally fine. You know, sometimes it's, it takes time to get there and just then beginning to come down through the face, down past the eyes, the nose, the mouth, and the neck, and the upper body, the stomach, the lower body, the legs, and just sweeping straight down through the body to the feet, and then sweeping straight back up to the head. And that is the idea of a Vipassana do that for the next eight days <laughs> thanks for joining beautiful thanks lee i feel better <laughs> good <laughs> it's amazing isn't present. it just taking that moment yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. also remember they're saying anapana was the dissolving emotion process yeah yeah the process of yeah. dissolving emotion which is, I guess, where you get to day three and kind of collapse mm, emotionally. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And that whole uh, scanning of the body process, I, apparently they go, it, you know, it's a kind of, kind of a long, slow process. And then uh, when you get advanced, you start scanning each individual organ. Is, is that right? Yeah. Is that what happens to yeah. you later? Yeah. yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's fabulous. Um, Thank yeah, so it's certainly an interesting practice. Mm. And I think it's, you know, uh, I always remember thinking it's not something I'll recommend. <laughs> but saying that, <laughs> saying that, I, I totally recommend yeah. it. But I think you need to be ready. You need to want something incredibly focused and serious. Um, and I think maybe you need to want to live your life differently. Or, you know, you could do it and not take it so seriously, but it's going to be a, a freaking long 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, highly recommend it. And it's been, it was an important yeah. part of my personal journey, as I'm sure it was yeah, yours. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we've got to wind it up there.
okay. So, um, yeah, no, it's been interesting. And, mm. and I mean, I think there's so much more to say about meditation, yeah, you know, there is. Um, and there are so many types, you mm. know, um, go online, people explore, you know, there's, there's, you know, there are so many walking meditations, um, oh, you know, Kundalini people talk about Zen, Zen, transcendental. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, and and I guess if, if you're in any doubt of what to do to help you, uh, the simplest and most straightforward thing to do is meditation. Get a bit of guidance. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. And yeah, there's, ho- there's a whole lot of meditation apps as well that can help you as well, yeah. help you train, train you. Yeah. 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 And, and I think just sort of also saying to people that, you know, I think it is not easy and people kind of we throw it away throw it around you know just meditate and and uh and i think it's good to remember there are different types of meditation and there are different levels of meditation and for some people it's just about doing something that's you know um um gonna be what's right for you yep whether it's just 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 doing something like sitting quietly and and having a moment, or whether it's going really deeply into something, um, there are lots of lots of ways of practicing. Brilliant. Okay. Well, until next time, look forward to yeah. look forward to seeing you. And, yeah, and, absolutely. Um, look forward to seeing everyone else. So we'll we'll see you soon, and all the best to everyone out there. Anyone who's doing it pretty hard at the moment, just know there's help out there. And, yes, um, for sure. Including yeah. ourselves. And do some research. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So, um, yeah. all the best. Yes, take care. All right, bye.